Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot com. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your daily podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team, the Charlotte Hornets. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the HHC, a post-Valentine's Day edition. I didn't see a whole lot of flack for it, but I know some people out there, like I heard back a couple of times, that we did not really recognize Valentine's Day on yesterday's podcast. We'll make up for it today, I promise you, with some of the stuff we've got planned for today's edition of the HHC. Also give you an in-depth breakdown of the game against the San Antonio Spurs last night. Sadly, a silver linings edition today as Charlotte fell 122 to 110 against the Spurs. Very shorthanded were the Hornets, so not to make excuses, but there were some reasons behind a less than winning effort in this one. I'd say the effort was winning, but the result was not there. And then we're also going to talk all-star voting, where things sit right now for the Hornets. To help us discuss all of these things, she is the manager of social media for the Charlotte Hornets, Diana Biffle, back with us here on the Hornets Hivecast. Diana, how are you this day after Valentine's Day? I'm doing great. How are you, Sam? I'm doing well as well. And let's get right into it. The Hornets, a rough one here against the San Antonio Spurs, 122-110. to They knew going into the game they were going to be shorthanded to some degree due to health and safety protocols. They really didn't know how shorthanded. There was some hope that maybe P.J. Washington would become available. He was listed as doubtful for most of the day. The Martin brothers were ruled out early in the day. Not only were they down P.J. Washington, but as it turns out, they were down their all-star candidate or leading all-star candidate, Gordon Hayward, as well. He did not play due to lower back discomfort. And then in the second half of the game, to make matters worse, about one minute in, Devontae Graham goes out with left knee patellofemoral discomfort, and he doesn't return. So this team got extremely shorthanded really quickly. 
honestly, it, it's all happened so quickly just in the last couple of games. It's been so strange, even the last game, because we found out, and I'm sure you touched on this, but we found out right before the last game that we were short the Martin twins and PJ. And I remember just how strange it was just slowly watching, you know, four or five guys enter the court coming in so late. And then tonight kind of feeling the same way, just feeling like we weren't a whole as a team. So that was certainly a challenge. And I think as strange as it was for those of us watching and covering the game, I'm sure it was even more bizarre for the players. So I'm very impressed with the effort and how much our players stuck to it and never gave up with how many minutes they were all having to play because that that can certainly make things a lot tougher when injuries pile up the way that they have. No doubt about it. And not just that they were down to eight guys, but what guys they were missing. They were missing three starters the entire second half. And so, you know, that is a lot to overcome. I said a couple of times during the broadcast towards the tail end that, you know, I thought there was a chance that maybe Charlotte leaned a little too heavily into guys like Terry Rozier, didn't move the ball quite well enough. But on the flip side of that, you know, they're so shorthanded to say that, well, we need to continue to move the ball around and find our way to 25, 30 assists. That's that's a lot easier said than done when you're that shorthanded and you have a hot hand like Terry Rozier. It can be easier to just, you know, give him the ball a couple of possessions and say, go lead us. I thought in certain respects, you know, maybe they did that a little too much, but maybe that was the only thing that they could have done to try and turn the tide in that fourth quarter. A 122 to 110 loss. Diana Biffle is here. Diana, let's hand out our silver linings for this one. Your first silver lining to last night's loss to the Spurs. I definitely say you touched on it there. Terry Rozier was our silver lining. He has been playing phenomenally over the last month, truly just at the peak of his game. Last night was his third 30 plus point game in a row. And I know he's also had multiple 40 point games this season. So really just coming out with a hot hand. He had 16 points in the first quarter of the game, which was fantastic, really started everything out out well, setting the tone on both sides of the ball, and really just leaving everything on the court for the entire game. And not just him, but the entire team did that. But I think he's been a really great leader, and he's been really, really fun to watch on top of everything else. Rozier tries to cut in the lane. Head fake, got you picks in the air, uncontested lane. Wow, Terry Rozier, the whole bench is up. They cannot believe the move Terry just put on Eubanks, had him jumping out of his shoes. 16 for Rozier in the quarter. It was a huge first quarter through five quarters, 60 minutes of basketball, total 53 actually played on the floor for Terry Rozier. He had 57 points from the start of the game against Minnesota through the first quarter against San Antonio last night. So really an impressive run. Eventually ran out of gas, but he's certainly deserving of the silver line. Not he, but the team as a whole. He Maybe he did too, but you know I wouldn't blame him. He played 40-plus minutes in last night's game. Other silver linings, I'm going to give one to Cody Zeller. Zeller drives the lane, thunders down the dunk on Hurdle's head. Oh, my goodness. Cody Zeller, where did that come from? Cody Zeller has really been playing some strong basketball. Him missing that month to start the season. I think we're starting to feel more and more now, Diana, how much he was missed because while the team found some things with the small ball five unit and got some really productive play from Bismarck Biombo. 
Cody's been demonstrating why he is a starting caliber center, not just for this team, but across the NBA. Uh, there's not a ton of guys out there that are better than him to start a contest, and he puts forth another double-double. He's been playing really, really well, really strong basketball, and I think sometimes some of his productivity and impact has been overshadowed a bit just by, you know, LaMelo Ball and his, you know, continuing to break records and Terry just being one of the hottest players in the league right now. You forget that Cody's putting up double-doubles. He is being a, a really reliable center for this team that, yeah, you're right, we really missed in the beginning of the season. I would give one as well to Malik Monk, who made a, a handful of threes, 23 points off the bench, really played well. But at the end of the day, Hornets come up a little bit short, 122 to 110, and now they finally, finally get a little bit of rest. Two consecutive days off. It feels almost like a European vacation right now for the Hornets compared to what they've been going through. 14 games in the last 24 days. No back-to-back days off since they had the extended break because of the outbreak of COVID-19 within the Washington franchise that took a game off the schedule that had to be rescheduled. So the Hornets have had multiple five-game weeks in this span. They are deserving of a couple of days off. They'll get right back on that breakneck schedule through the remainder of the first half of the season, but at least an opportunity here to get healthy and get back on track for the game against Chicago on Wednesday. We got a lot more to talk about here with Diana Biffle. We're going to talk a little bit more about last night's game and also play a little game with her because it is the day after Valentine's Day. So we're going to play the match game, one of your favorite game shows from the 80s, 70s, 80s. What do you think? I don't I don't know. I'd say it's the 70s. 70s. Actually, you don't know this about me, Sam, but I'm a huge game show connoisseur. I like grew up addicted to the Game Show Network and still to this day watch Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, Family Feud. I'm, I'm all about it. So I'm pretty excited about this segment. I love it. I love it. I'm a big game show fan as well. My mom told me when I was a little baby, like, you know, under two years old, I was really infatuated with Name That Tune. I don't oh know why. God. But apparently I was, and then I still, to this day, I'm very happy that they brought back the reboot of it. Press Your Luck is just edge-of-your-seat thriller. But I don't know how to turn Press Your Luck or name that tune into a viable game for the Hornets Hivecast. So we're going to play Match Game with Diana in just a moment right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Hornets fans, the buzz is building. For season ticket packages for the 2021-2022 season, call 704-HORNETS or visit hornets.com to chat live with a season ticket representative. Lock in your price today. Sam Farber, Diana Biffle here with you today on the Hornets Hivecast. We're going to be playing match game with Diana in a moment. We We figured out you're a game show connoisseur, but what was your favorite game show or what is your favorite game show? Oh, man, that's hard. I think it's Family Feud has been one of my favorites for as long as I can remember. I even used to play in college. Facebook came out with this Family Feud that you could play with other people. So I would make all my friends play it with me on Facebook. And then I stopped doing that and discovered that there's a Family Feud app. So I will play that at night. Like when I can't sleep, that's what I do. So I think I'd have to pick Family Feud. I like it. Favorite host of all time for Family Feud? Steve Harvey, you can't really go wrong there. He's hilarious. I love him. 
Solid choice. Solid choice. Well, before we get to our game show, our match game, let's do one more topic on last night's loss to San Antonio, 122 to 110. It drops the team's record overall now to 13 and 15. Another opportunity to get back to 500. Didn't quite go their way. So shorthanded, I don't think anyone can blame them. But they still remain in sixth place in the Eastern Conference. And they'll have a couple of days off. Hopefully they get a little healthier. Then they'll welcome in the Chicago Bulls, who... You know, depending on how you're looking at it, you know, the Bulls are one of those teams you want to keep at bay because the Hornets are a game and a half up on Chicago, who's currently 11th, and that's the the closest team chasing a playoff spot. So that's the amount of cushion the Hornets have between in the playoffs and out of the playoffs. And the further back they can push the Chicago's and Orlando's and Cleveland's, the closer they become to at least making the play-in game, if not the playoffs outright. But on last night's game, the Hornets try as they might to you know, find a way to get across the finish line with a win against a much healthier San Antonio team. They came up a little bit short. Terry Rozier had this to say after the loss. Like we fought hard. We fought hard with, with the guys that we had. You know, we tried to make the best of it. And, you know, we tried to pick each other up all night, dealing with difficulties. But, you know, that's just part of, that's part of today's game right now. You never know who, who you're going to lose due to, you know, all these protocols and stuff like that. And that's the same thing for, the, for our opponents. So you just got to grind it out. I feel like we did that tonight. We just was unfortunate. Came up short. Different times across the spectrum, you're going to have either your health in your favor or health working against you. And this was a night where the Hornets try as they might to overcome it, just couldn't quite get there, Diana. I couldn't be more proud of our players. We had excuses. I mean, last game and this game, in the game versus the Timberwolves, we had excuses both games to just give up, say, hey, we're shorthanded. A lot of games left in the season. Let's just, you know, play it safe, not try too hard, and take the L. And I think that we still battled hard every minute of the game, and our players have the mentality of every single game counts, every possession counts, and it wasn't our night tonight, but I know they'll fight just as hard in the next game, and hopefully we get some good news tomorrow and, and we won't be so shorthanded. Hopefully. They certainly adjusted as well as anyone could have expected anyone to do under the circumstances. And uh, though they were blindsided a couple days ago with the health and safety protocols, they did what they could to go one and one in the stretch. And quite frankly, San Antonio's a really good team from the Western Conference. I don't think if the Hornets were full strength, if they had lost to San Antonio, I don't think we would look back you know, two weeks, a month from now and say, oh, that was a terrible loss. This is a really, really good basketball team. So credit where credit's due. Tip your cap. San Antonio got the win last night. All right. One of the things we love about the Hornets, Diana, is their ability to persevere and make the best of situations and continue to grind and give a a great, entertaining performance. Did you catch the pregame show yesterday on the Hornets Radio Network? Did you listen in? I didn't. I missed it yesterday. See, if you had listened, you would have all the answers already. But we did a little thing called Match Game with James Borrego. Uh, It was Valentine's Day yesterday. So I asked him on several players and places what you love most about this person. And we've recorded the answers. And we're going to play a little Match Game with you and see uh, there are a total of seven people or places. And we're going to see how close you get. How many do you think you can get out of seven? All right, I'm going to say I can get four of them. Four? That's aggressive. All right. (laughs) Rob, you can show me with your fingers over or under. What are you you giving her? Two. (laughs) Rob says two. Rob! All right. (laughs) Have more faith. Let's see how you do. All right. So the question on each of these to JB is what you love most about this person or place. 
So if you come up with any word in the answer, I will give it to you. First one up. Can I get it kind of choices or is no. it just, okay. No, it's matching. Right. You, you got to write your answer on the card, basically, and then you'll see if it matches the card. So okay. first person, LaMelo Ball. What do you think JB loves most about LaMelo? His energy. Spirit. I'm going to give it to you. Energy and spirit, I think, are close. I'm going to give it. That's a check mark. One for Ooh, one. Yeah. Rob's feeling pretty bad about that two pick right now. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, Gordon Hayward. Maturity. Professionalism. I'm sorry. We were looking for professionalism. Good, solid guess, I feel like though. That's very close, but I'll, I, I, yeah, we can't just keep them all. I feel like I bent a little bit on spirit and energy, and uh, yeah, I don't. That, that's a bridge too far. You're one for two. Okay, okay. You're ahead of Rob's pace, on pace with your own. Okay. Next person up, Terry Rozier. What do you think James Borrego loves most about Terry Rozier? His competitive spirit. His growth, his development. I'm sorry, Diana, not what we were looking for. Growth and his development was JB's answer for what he loves most about Terry Rozier. So that's a very, very fair answer by JB. I'll take it. You'll take it, but you will not get a point. So you are one for three. Next up, Devontae Graham. Oh, man. I feel like there's so many positive things about all of our players, and I know I'm obviously biased, but I feel like for him it could be anything from his leadership to his growth that we've seen over the last few years to his spirit. So when I think of Devontae, I think of the glue. So I'm going to say his team mindset, his ability to keep everyone together on the same page. So I guess his, his leadership skills. His steadiness, professionalism. I don't think we can give that one to you, Diane. I'm sorry. No, I don't think so either. No. Okay. I think that I was a little overconfident here. <laughs> You're one for four right now. You still have a chance <laughs> to match Rob's number. Cody Zeller. What do you think JB loves most about Cody Zeller? His reliability. It got too many for him. Um, grinder, steady, professional. Again, I think that's a miss. Yeah, he did not say reliable. He did not say reliable. Steady, which I feel is could be a synonym, but again. Half point. Tell you what, we could okay. do half point. <laughs> because with the half point, if you get one more right, then you're now over Rob's predetermined total. I appreciate that. All I right. Think you're going easy. So you only need one more to pass Rob, and you need to basically win out to meet your own total, and you only need yeah. one more to pass Rob's prediction for you. What do you think JB loves most about the city of Charlotte? The people. The people. Ding, ding, ding. Woo! You have surpassed Rob's expectations, but right. can you match your own prediction for match game. Can you get the final one right? It's a make-miss league, right? You're out there on the floor. There's two seconds left. You've got the ball in your hands, and this is it. This is for the win here. I got ice in my veins. I'm ready. Final question for JB. You have to match JB's answer. What do you think James Borrego, head coach of the Charlotte Hornets, loves most about his pregame interviews with me? Oh, man. Um... Careful now, because I might not invite you back on the Hornets podcast, depending on what I you know. say. This is that's why I'm taking a minute here. Um, I mean, I would say he just likes to talk to you. I know for me, you're just a really fun, easy guy to talk to about basketball and anything else. So I'd say just getting to talk to Sam Farber before every game. Be honest. <laughs> 
I get to escape for a little bit. I get to escape for a little bit. We're going to the judge, Rob Longo. Rob, is that a win? I'll give it to her. That's a win! Woo! You got four correct-ish, Diana, (laughs) which (laughs) hits your prediction. You have won the first and thus far only edition of Hornets Hivecast Match Game. Congratulations. Thank you. I can't wait for the next one. I hope that there's another. It's a big comeback for Diana. It's a make-miss league, (laughs) and she said ice in her veins. She nails the jumper at the buzzer. goes two for two at the end to win match game. Congrats to Diana Biffle. We want all of you to be winners as well and help the Hornets be winners when it comes to the All-Star vote. So when we return, we're going to wrap up this edition of the Hornets Hivecast with an All-Star vote recap with Diana Biffle, manager of social media for the Charlotte Hornets. Hornets fans, be sure to download the Hornets app on your mobile device. The Hornets app is your access to all new features and exclusive content, including the new game day experience for every game this season. Diana Biffle, manager of social media with the Charlotte Hornets and also her new title, winner of the first ever edition of Hornets Hivecast Match Game, going down to the wire but getting the final two correct enough to win match game, matching the answers of James Borrego. She's here with us on the Hornets Hivecast, and it is all-star voting season. The Hornets do have a couple of eligible players that are gaining some interest, most notably Gordon Hayward, and social media is one of the key forums on which fans can vote and let their voices be heard. Want to get the update from our manager of social media on how the Hornets are doing. Gordon Hayward is doing really well right now in the current fan vote. He is in the top 10 in the East, so that's really exciting. Let's move him up a little bit higher, guys. Let's let's get him in the game. I think things are looking good. Also for Terry Rozier, there's a lot of excitement around him, especially on social media, and that really matters here because the fans can vote on Twitter. So as an organization, we've been putting out stats. We've been putting out quotes from some significant people around the league supporting our players. So find those tweets, retweet them, or just tweet on your own. You can tweet the handle of any of your favorite Hornets players along with hashtag NBA All-Star to vote for them. And you can vote for up to 10 players a day, and you can do it also on the NBA app and on NBA.com. So lots of ways to make this happen, guys. Well, Hayward, I'm not surprised. He got off to such a great start, and even though he slowed down a little bit in the last week or so here with uh, injuries and just the focal point of other teams defensively, he still leads the team in scoring, and this team is in the playoffs right now if the season ended today, so certainly worthy of all-star consideration, if not just outright should be on the all-star team. And then Terry Rozier has been the hottest hand lately. His scoring average is north of 20 points per game. I think if you're averaging 20 points per game and you're on a playoff team, you should at the very least be getting solid consideration, so makes sense for Terry Rozier. But there's another name I want to ask you about because he has probably the biggest social media following of anyone in the Queen City. Ball into the lane, challenging Pirtle. Spins back outside to the corner. One-on-one with the big man now. Shake and bake dribble. Fires the three. Rip the net cord. LaMelo ball. Yet another Lowe's drilling threes bucket. His first of the half, third of the game. Diana, no one has the social media presence on this Hornets team of LaMelo ball. Where is he in the All-Star vote, and is it remotely possible that the LaMelo maniacs out there could get this rookie anywhere close to the All-Star team. 
First of all, Lamello Maniacs is a really cool name for Lamello fans. I think we should run with that. But also, I would say anything is possible for Lamello. His support across the internet internationally is unbelievable. If a rookie were to make it to the All-Star game, I think Lamello would be the one. Right now, he hasn't shown up in the top 10 rankings that the league has put out for the fan vote. But again, we've got some time left. We can vote through tomorrow. So there's still time to make it happen. Are you surprised that he's not currently in the top 10? Because the vote can be a strange thing. For instance, in the Western Conference, Clay Thompson is in the top 10. He hasn't played in a game in two years. And he's a huge personality. He's a, a megastar. In a normal year, if he were playing, absolutely, you would believe that the numbers would probably have him somewhere near the all-star status that he holds, and his popularity certainly gets him there. But again, he hasn't played in two years, so it's a bit shocking that he is in the top 10 in the Western Conference, but that's where he sits. So with that said, it's a popularity contest really right now. Are you surprised that LaMelo isn't up there alongside, say, a Colin Sexton with Cleveland or a Fred Van Vliet of Toronto, two excellent players, but not necessarily household names across the country. Honestly, I was truly expecting him when the first results came out, the first update, I really was expecting Lamelo to be in there. Just And yes, I may be biased, but his following is so dedicated. I'm just very shocked that their votes alone didn't get him up there, even just from what I see on Twitter. But like I said, there's still time left. It's up to the fans now. But I do, I still think that it's possible because every time our team puts out a Lamello highlight or graphic, it goes crazy. It gets shared all over the internet. So when you all tweet about Lamello, just add the hashtag NBA All-Star in his name and let's try to make it happen. The harsh reality is this. It is very unlikely that any Hornet's going to get voted in this year because really you're only voting for the starters. There are only five starters, and the people that are leading the votes right now in the Eastern Conference all have millions of votes. And the highest voted Hornet so far, Gordon Hayward, at least that we can see on uh, the top ten list, is at hundreds of thousands of votes. So it's quite the gulf. So as someone who is our manager of social media, is an expert in the field, you know what to do to try and maybe influence the NBA, the coaches who will vote for the reserves. What is the game plan, the focal point for the Hornet social media team and the directions you'll give to the fans for social media in general to try and promote one or more players to make the All-Star team? Great question. Yeah, I mean, we continue to do what we do. We put out the information from what's happening on the court. So as our players continue to kill it, we show the stats with just simple graphics. We ask questions of, you know, we, we have our media department as well as other individuals in the media. They ask questions about All-Star. We pull those quotes. We share them for a larger audience for those you know, fans who aren't able to watch post-game interviews or pre-game interviews, we put all of that out there so that they know that these significant figures in the league do respect our players and see them in that light. And then after the fan vote ends, like you said, it's about the reserves and trying to get Gordon in as a reserve, which means, you know, going outside of even our digital efforts and sending kits to some of these coaches to get them some more information about our players. You know, we aren't nationally televised team most of the time. So sometimes a lot of our really 
awesome performances kind of fly under the radar. So it's it's our job as an organization to get get those stats, get those quotes out there. And then on top of that, honestly, on social media, it's, like you said, it's a popularity contest to some degree, right? So it's our job to also share the personality of our players on social media, because that's what moves the needle in a lot of ways. Like you said, play hasn't played a game in two years. He's still at the top of the ranking. So part of that's his personality. I mean, we see him basically doing a play-by-play for the Warriors. We see clips of that all over social media. We get to see his personality. So I think that's also a really big part of it is that our team is on the ground at practices, before games, after games, capturing those in-the-moment videos of our players and, and getting their personalities out there, which is something that we do on our social channels and also through some of our longer feature pieces that we have on Hornets.com. So if I'm hearing you correctly, we should have had Gordon Hayward on the broadcast with me last night. Since that's what Clay Ooh, maybe did. that would have been a good move. All right. All right. Found that one away. Diana, best <laughs> of luck in your continued efforts to promote the Hornets uh, and, and promote one of them specifically or multiple ones onto the All-Star team. You know, winning tends to be a factor for coaches. And if the Hornets can continue to stay in the top six in the Eastern Conference as things shake out and Gordon Hayward and or Terry Rozier or players like LaMelo Ball continue to have All-Star caliber performances, I got a feeling the Hornets will get the nod. You know, I think there's some really good players out there like Trey Young with Atlanta and several others. I mean, most teams have an All-Star caliber player. Of course, Bradley Beal is going to make the All-Star team and he's on the worst team in the Eastern Conference right now. But I think as those reserve spots get allotted, I've got a good feeling if Charlotte can maintain their current heading, especially considering the caliber of opponents they have on the horizon, that they'll get the benefit of the doubt and hopefully get Gordon Hayward or Gordon Hayward plus another into all-star consideration. But we'll be sure to talk to Diana about that as we get closer to it we got to wrap up this edition of the Hornets Hivecast, Diana, because we finally get two off days in a row. I can't believe it. I don't know what I'm going to do. 24 days. There have been 14 games. So finally, uh, we have uh, reached a point where there's multiple off days. It's the last time until the All-Star break comes, so we'll enjoy it while we have it. We do have a special interview for you tomorrow. Joe Sharp, the Director of Healthcare and Sports Performance of the Hornets, had an extended sit-down with me. We talk about COVID-19. We talk about how he manages this team under the health and safety protocols that have been implemented for this season. Really enjoyed talking to him. I hope you'll enjoy the interview as well. That is up tomorrow on the Hornets Hivecast. That's going to do it for us today. Thanks to Diana Biffle, manager of social media, for joining us, and to all of you for taking time out of your day to tune in to the Hornets Hivecast. Till next time, in the words of LaMelo Ball. Thank y'all. Have a good day. Wear your mask.